Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Gen Z Economist Show. In today's episode, we're going to be taking a closer look at gold and silver, the mining companies, and the countries that are loading up on precious metals right now. Stick around because later on in the show, I'll explain how this could be the last opportunity to buy precious metals for cheap. So how are gold and silver doing right now? Well, gold is up $115 an ounce, or 6.81%, since the March 10th Silicon Valley Bank collapse. Silver is up $2.07 an ounce, or 10%, since the same day. Crude oil is down $9.58 a barrel, or 14.2%, since the same collapse. So there's been a considerable uptick in price this weekend, after trading hours, uh, suggesting that Monday could be a very tumultuous day in the stock market. Things could get especially ugly Tuesday or Wednesday with the results of the upcoming Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting, or the FOMC committee for short. And as Peter Schiff points out, the quantitative easing done by the Fed's bank bailout has already wiped out any progress made by the rate hikes, and then some. If they continue to hike rates, it will barely slow inflation, and will just continue to add pressure to the banking system. Remember, these rising interest rates are what caused this collapse in the first place. It actually uh, devalued the bonds that these banks had bought when the interest rates were super low, and when they had to sell them, they could only get uh, you know, a fraction of the price that they paid for them. So it caused them to have huge losses, and it caused these banks to uh, fail. It was ultimately just one part of the failure, but these, uh, these rate hikes are what's triggering these bank failures in some ways. So now that we know how the metals are doing, let's take a look at some of the miners. So the gold and silver miners, these are the mining companies that are actually pulling the gold and silver out of the ground and refining it into gold bars, silver bars, and that metal could be used uh, either turning it into coins or bars that people will collect and hold on to, or they're using it for industrial purposes or selling it to be used for industrial purposes. So these are the companies that, that do that. So uh, gold and silver miners have the potential to skyrocket in price if gold and silver continue to increase. With oil costs falling, the energy input cost per ounce mined will also drop. So remember, we talked about oil prices dropping about 14% since March 10th. That's a considerable drop in such a short period of time. After all, it's only been nine days at the time of recording, or about 10 days if you're listening to it uh, Monday. But yeah, again, 14% in that amount of time is, is considerable. So we're going to see energy input costs going down, which means that it's going to be cheaper to mine that gold and silver. So the profit margin is going to be higher. So with higher profit margins, uh, these companies that have been uh, you know, experiencing a lot of hard times in the last couple of decades with, you know, low interest rates and, you know, gold and silver being exchanged for Bitcoin as far as, you know, people holding it. Um, these mining companies haven't exactly been expanding very much. So now that they're going to have a higher profit margin, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to start mining uh, considerably. So uh, let's take a look at some of these, these companies. So Barrick Gold, is up 16%. Barrick's one of the major American mining companies and ones that's held by uh, you know a lot of institutions here in America. Pan American Silver is up 15%, so almost the same as the gold, uh, but it's up 15%, and Pan American Silver is a very big silver mining company. Sandstorm Gold is up 20% uh, since March 10th. 20%, that's, that's very considerable, especially it's higher than Barrick. So these gold and silver companies are skyrocketing, and I think we haven't even begun to see the beginning of this. Um, 
and the bank collapse just kind of showed the cracks in our uh, economic system, but we still haven't seen how deep those cracks really go because of the Fed backstopping the banks. And personally, I believe that this week, uh, we're gonna start to see those cracks open up a little bit more. So keep an eye on these gold stocks. And I have to be clear, this is not trading advice or investing advice, but I am personally buying these mining companies because I think this is just the beginning of a gold run. And I'm not the only one either. Plenty of countries around the world are loading up on gold right now. So well, let's take a look at some of these countries that are loading up on gold and silver. Turkey has been one of the major buyers of uh, the last year. And I've heard some people, uh, specifically George Gammon, went to Turkey recently. And he said during his experience, uh, he met with a tour guide that was in Turkey. And he asked them how they were handling inflation. If you don't know, Turkey's been having considerable inflation over the last few years. And this tour guide said that they uh, you know, buy American dollars because they hold up better than the Turkish lira and that they buy gold. So people in Turkey buy gold and the country of Turkey itself is buying gold. And so these, these are actually countries that are buying this through their central bank or their national bank. So also their citizens would be purchasing as well. But we're just looking at uh, the country, like the country's bank. Uzbekistan is the number two. Uh, you know, it's a country you don't really hear much about. It's kind of small over there and, uh, you know, kind of towards the Middle East and also uh, East Asia or, you know, Central Asia. It's, it's just a very small country, but they've been buying a lot of gold recently. And the Reserve Bank of India. India has been buying a lot. Uh, India is a very large country and they've been buying gold. So again, the Central Bank of Qatar has been buying gold. It's not a huge shock. Qatar has always been a, you know, a big gold buyer, but it's interesting to see how they're continuing to purchase gold. So China and Russia are likely buying as well. They've been large purchasers of precious metals in the recent past, and they don't report their buying as frequently. So it's hard to say for sure. But given the circumstances, I think it's very fair to say they've been buying, especially with everything going on in Russia right now uh, and the war in Ukraine and the sanctions that have been placed on them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still uh, aiming to purchase gold but they're going to be uh, maybe less likely to report that, uh, you know, considering just the nature of how uh, they've been interacted with <laughs> on the world stage lately. So, but I, I guarantee that they've been buying as well. So why could this be the last chance to buy gold and silver? Well, most people trade their gold and silver on the Commercials Metals Exchange, or the COMEX, at least here in the United States. And the COMEX has been getting depleted for some time now. And it's in its 11th straight month of negative outflows. In fact, it had over 285,000 ounces of gold leave this month alone. So again, the COMEX is a, essentially a place where you uh, people can register their gold and send it off to a bullion bank. And so these banks hold the gold, the physical gold itself, and they'll sell paper contracts. As far as you know, you can purchase contracts for, to own the gold, or you can take physical delivery. And up until about 2020, it was not very common to take physical delivery. It costs a lot of money to ship the gold, especially when you're buying it in large quantities. It has to be have guards, it has to be put on you know big trucks, and you have to have a place to store it. So a lot of people just let the bullion banks store this uh, these metals, and they'll just trade the paper contracts back and forth. And this has caused a lot of issues, especially in the silver market, uh, because there's a it's a fractional system. At least the silver is a fractional system. So companies like JP Morgan can sell a lot of paper silver in the market without having to actually back it up because people didn't take physical delivery of the silver. 
Well, now that people are taking physical delivery of the metal, things are getting a little, uh, little dicier. So, demand for gold and silver is already quite high. Imagine the demand increase if stocks begin to slide, which I think there's a huge possibility for them to slide this week and go down, and more banks find themselves under serious pressure. Again, if the Fed raises interest rates on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, there's going to put increased pressure on the banks. Now, they did you know, kind of backstop the banks with their system, uh, where they're basically doing quantitative easing and taking on all these banks' bad assets, but, you know, just adding, you know, raising the rates could just further add to this problem. So there's a huge possibility that the COMEX could run dry in, in uh, you know, following months or days, depending on how fast gold runs go. Uh, but this could this could really happen if institutions continue taking physical delivery and new gold supplies not being registered for exchange. So if the COMEX ever breaks, then you can, you know, absolutely bet your bottom dollar that precious metals will explode in price. So... Uh, you know, why might this be your last chance to buy precious metals? Well, if the price explodes higher, you won't be able to afford as much with the same amount of dollars you have today. So if gold is around $2,000 an ounce right now, and it goes up to, say, $10,000 an ounce, well, your dollar is going down in price, and you're in value. It's, it's going to lose its purchasing power, and you're not going to be able to buy as much gold, so you're not going to be able to preserve the purchasing power that you have today. So if you don't already own precious metals or you want to buy more, this could be one of your last opportunities to get it while it's essentially cheap or while you can even afford it. So people may also refuse to sell their gold and their silver after significant price movements. After all, people that own gold and silver understand that it protects them from inflation, so they'll be likely to only sell it as they need to. I think back to you know the recent video I made on gold and silver just a week or so ago, and I think about how, uh, you know, in Venezuela, people were shaving off, you know, little bits of gold into scales at the pharmacy to pay for their drugs. So I don't, you know, if you can imagine yourself in one of those situations, like in Zimbabwe or Weimar, Germany or Venezuela, when people were using precious metals to pay for their daily day-to-day -day goods because their currency was worth so little, I can't really imagine uh, being in that scenario and wanting to sell uh, you know, an ounce of gold just for cash. You know, I would only sell it or trade it if I had to, because I don't, I don't think it's replaceable at that point. You know, I don't think these people uh, really in Venezuela, unless you have real goods that are worth trading, like you had medicine or gasoline or something that, uh, you know, people need in their day-to-day -day lives that they'll be willing to trade you gold for, that getting that gold would be very difficult. After all, it's not like your Venezuelan currency uh, or your Zimbabwe dollars or your you know, Weimar marks would be worth anything. So why would you, uh, you know, why would somebody give you real goods for that? So that's one of the problems with inflation. And that's why gold and silver are a hedge for inflation. So I really think that this could be uh, one of the last buying opportunities that we see as far as getting gold and silver at a good price or an affordable price. You know, things could really take off. And uh, I believe we're starting to see that happen. You know, Peter Schiff has been talking about this for some time now. And especially with you know, everything the Fed has been doing, it looks like the United States is really following the tracks of Weimar Germany in a lot of ways. So if you're interested in buying precious metals, where can you get them? I'm not sponsored by any of these companies, but I uh, have either dealt with them in the past or they have a great reputation in the industry. Uh, first off is Schiff Gold. This is Peter Schiff's gold company. He's a great guy and he's predicted this crisis for years now, so if support him if you're so inclined. Silvergoldbull.com, I found they have some of the lowest premiums lately. 
They have great customer service. They're, they have fast shipping. Uh, Jane and Bullion is another great customer service, uh, you know, place. I don't think their premiums are as great that I've seen, but you know, it's another company you can buy from. Sometimes they have different options than other companies. So, you know, your local coin shop is a great option as well. Just have to make sure that you're keeping an eye on the premiums and the price uh, for the gold and silver that you buy. One of the cool things about this is you can pay cash. It's a little more anonymous. And, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said for that, anonymity. So you can buy gold mining companies through your stockbroker. If you're interested in any of the companies I mentioned earlier, you know, there's plenty more. But those are just some that are very popular. And I think it's a great idea to hold some physical metals as an insurance policy. After all, if you can't hold it, you don't really own it. So I think it's good to have a little bit on hand. Uh, you know, you can have the mining companies as well, but you may want to have a few ounces of gold or silver just lying around just in case uh, we get to a Venezuela situation where you have to shave some off uh, to pay for your goods. You know, we hope that that never happens. Uh, but again, we hope our house never burns down, but we still have home insurance. So I think it's a reason, uh, reasonable thing to have. Well, thanks for listening to today's podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you did, please leave a like and subscribe for more, and I'll see you on the next one.